You're tuned into tomorrow. Right here on the Advanced Media Network. This Into Tomorrow podcast is hosted by our partner, Blueberry Podcasting. We couldn't be happier with their service. You can get 30 days of podcast hosting free by simply visiting their website at blueberry.com. That's like a blueberry without the E's. So it's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y.com. Welcome Into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline, the interactive radio network programmed with the latest in high-tech products and services and the experts who bring them to you. This is Into Tomorrow. Here's Dave Graveline. From the Dexcom G6 Studios, make knowledge your superpower for managing type 1 diabetes. Visit D-E-X-C-O-M. This is Into Tomorrow during our 26th year on the air for the weekend of Friday, May 14th, 2021. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. And I might as well start out since we got word since last week's show about what's going on with my voice being so screwed up for three months plus now. Oh. They want to do surgery on my vocal cords. Wonderful. Well, the best part for the rest of us is your aftercare, after your surgery. You know, (laughs) that's true, because I was told I would have to be completely silent. No whispering, even, because apparently that's bad for your vocal cords. But they're going to remove a polyp. They're going to cut it off. I've seen... The video, if you're one of my Facebook friends, maybe you got stuck seeing it, too. <laughs> if not, friend me on Facebook. Just mention the show, and I'll friend you back so you can get in there. But um, if you want to see vocal cords in action and laugh, it's okay to laugh at me because the doctor actually put a mic on me while he scoped me, which took multiple times. Tried to go through the nose. That wasn't working well. Then in the throat, no, that definitely didn't work well. He said, if I don't numb you even more, you're going to throw up on me. I said, oh, that's nice. <laughs> but you'll you'll hear me attempting to do, you'll hear the doctor say, okay, give me a nice long E. And I try to do that with this camera in my throat and all that. And you can see my vocal cords moving. And then when they zoom in, you see this uh, nodule on the vocal cord. Very bizarre. So, June 3rd at the moment, pending any other issue, they're going to cut it out. And then for a week and a day, good luck with that for me, yeah? I have to be completely silent. I don't know how I'm going to do that. I have never been quiet since I was born. This is true. A hundred years ago. So, if we have a show after your surgery, we'll know that it worked. Well, we're going to, yeah, I guess. Well, that week's show, well, uh, June 3rd is a Thursday, so that week's show for Friday the 4th will have to be recorded before I go into surgery, of course. And you're already trying to kill what's left of me by saying we need to pre-record the next week's show. Oh, listen, I'm going through puberty again. Next week's show. Because we don't want to have three hours of dead air. Exactly. And that's what I'm saying, is if the the next show after that, as long as it's not three hours of dead air, then we'll know that it worked. Yeah. um, That's a good point. They can give you one of those uh, voice voice box things that... uh, Oh, no. I'd rather... When you you smoke too much and you lose your vocal cords. But that's not the problem, so we're not going to go there. But I have my own voice box, thank you, and I trust this doctor, mark my words, save this recording, 
<laughs> and he says uh, the risks are low and the advantage is almost 100% that I'll be back to the way I was before this started three months plus ago. I hope so. Yeah. So there's the update. Hopefully I didn't bore you with it. Many people <laughs> oh, stop it. Oh, sorry. Many people have been asking, and I appreciate it. I appreciate your thoughts and, and prayers, especially coming up to June 3rd. Uh, I'll try to keep you updated as much as I can. I will be doing only emails, texts, instant messages, that sort of thing, and, um, and hand signals. <laughs> uh, if I don't like something, I may raise a certain finger. So only people around me will know. Uh, otherwise, thumbs up, you know. But don't even tempt me. You always come out to my desk from the control room and ask me questions or start talking. And you said you already are planning to not come out there. I said, well, don't not come out. Just don't ask questions. Make a statement or show me something. But don't make me want to try to respond because just listen to this. Well, we got plenty of duct tape. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Maybe I won't have to shave. It'll just pull the whiskers right off when I try to take it off. So that's the latest and and greatest. I guess you can call it that. Do you, do you think I can remain quiet for a week and a day? No, but it's going to be a good challenge. Boy, <laughs> it certainly is. Somebody's alarm is going off outside our studios. I, I hear that. Oh, oh there now it stopped. Oh, well. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be a challenge. There's no question about that. So... We're going to do some tech news and commentary throughout the show today as our normal first segments, of course. Uh, so for every uh, four stories, I'll do one. What do you say? Okay, sure. We'll see, yeah. we'll see what that happens um, because it's what we do. And then we'll get to more of your calls. Oh, let the folks know, especially because I personally would appreciate more people calling in, Asking questions, listeners helping listeners. John's coming up with one of those in a few minutes. Um, and sharing whatever you all want to share because it's less talking that I have to do. So it's less painful to all of y'all's ears. All right. So the phone number he's trying to get out to you is uh, 800-899-INTO. That's 800-899-4686. And there's other ways to participate that are even easier than dialing a phone. Yeah, well, you can send a text to that same number. You we, can. Just, we ask that you just give us your first name, your city, and how you listen to the show okay. so that we know. So if you text the 800 number, which you're going to give again in case somebody wants to text, um, first name, um, where you're writing from, <laughs> and, and how you listen to, how the show. You listen to the show. And don't okay. just say with my ears or yeah. on the radio. <laughs> Tell us which radio station, which podcast, which, well, it's only one stream. It's our stream, but yeah. just let us know how you listen. All right. That's good. Yeah. Or, but wait, the, oh, the, and what's the 800 number to text to? 800-899-4686. Okay, you can send a text. There you go. With those three things, don't yes. forget. Or you can use our free Into Tomorrow app. There's a message to studio option in there that will allow you, allow you to record a very good, clean-sounding question and send it right to us. Does it have to be clean-sounding? Well, it will be with the app. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you can curse if, if you have some tech yeah. rage, and we'll bleep you ourselves. Don't worry. Yeah. Or you can visit intotomorrow.com, and on the right side of the page there, there's a little Ask Dave microphone, which you can hit. And like with the app, you can record uh, some audio of yourself and send it to us that way. But I think on phones now, H has moved it to the bottom, bottom right. As you scroll, it's there. So anytime you just say, oh, let me ask a question or help another listener, because we love those calls too, then you can do that. It's very easy. Just don't be in a really noisy environment because we might have trouble hearing you. 
But otherwise, you almost sound like you're in the studio with us as well. Mm-hmm. All right. So, see, there's lots of ways to participate. And uh, tech news this week, probably the biggest story that I think I'm sure by now we've all – I think by, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, I think I'm, I'm sure that by now we've all heard about <laughs> was the uh, the pipeline that was hacked into and shut down. Oh, boy. <laughs> and by the way, there's no gasoline shortage, so stop hoarding gas. Right. It's panic buying. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, you, said, you said before we came into the show, it's uh, the, the toilet paper of 2021. Exactly. <laughs> there was no toilet paper shortage, but for some stupid reason, a year ago – Everybody was hoarding toilet paper, so it was difficult to get. Yeah. Not course, necessary with gas. Of course, gas. you know, if you're in like the uh, the northwest part of the country, listen to it, it doesn't affect you. This is you know real big here in the southeast. Yeah, um, it affected people all over the southeast, including here in Florida. Now, fortunately, in South Florida, most of our gas comes in on ships, so we weren't quite as affected as others in the northern part of the state, as well as the Carolinas, Georgia, Alabama, and other states in the area. Well, to be fair, most of our gas comes from Taco Bell. Well, that's true. Yeah, but but the stuff we put in our cars, yeah, yeah. From, uh, it's uh, from tankers that come into Port Everglades and Port Miami. Yeah. Now, in an interesting turn of events, the group behind the ransomware attack has apologized for the social consequences. Now, that's really bizarre. I couldn't yeah. believe that when I first heard it. What do you mean they apologized? Yeah, they're, they're claiming that their goal is to make money, not cause societal problems. Too late. Now, the group is called Dark Side, and the FBI has confirmed they are behind the attack. According to Vice, the group's apology was posted to its dark website. It reads, in broken English, of course. Because they're in Russia, right? Yeah, okay. I think so. We are apolitical. We do not participate in geopolitics. Do not need to tie us with a defined government and look for other our motives. <laughs> okay. <laughs> our goal is to make money and not creating problems for society. Mm-hmm. From today, we will introduce moderation and check each company that our partners want to encrypt to avoid social consequences in the future. <laughs> <laughs> so are these oh like, you know, God. hackers with a heart? <laughs> no. That, if they had a heart, they wouldn't be hacking. Well, that's true. Yeah, I mean, come on. Why, if you have a heart, you don't break the oh, law. Well, you know, there's no honor amongst thieves, I guess. Yeah, something like that. Holy God. So they apologize. They apologize for hacking now, the And they apparently released it. Oh, and so now, that's how right, we know it was that group. Yeah, and earlier in the week, okay. you know, they said that they had hoped to have the pipeline on by the end of the week or fully open by the end of the week. So hopefully uh-huh. it's, it's fully operational. Hopefully now. by the time you hear this, no more hoarding of gasoline. I mean, first of all, people are filling up multiple tanks. You know, gas cans and putting them in their trunks. Or I saw one guy at the gas station the other day that had a big giant uh, tank on a trailer. He was filling with gasoline. I mean, it probably held, you know, a thousand gallons or more. Well, first of all, we don't need bombs on our roadways. Exactly. <laughs> so stop it. That's absurd. Um, and secondly, there is no shortage. Now, yeah, of course, tell that to the people that pulled up to a gas station after waiting in line and said, no more gas. Well, that's because people are hoarding it. Yeah, but at least with, you know, personally, I've got a car that, that will run on that E85 ethanol stuff. So Aren't I, you, you know, special? I went to a gas station, and this happened to me the last two hurricanes we had, where they were completely out of sort of normal gasoline, <laughs> but they had E85. So I was able to pull up, get my gas, and leave. And why is that? Because that's gasoline, it's just, it's too, not, isn't it? But it's not in demand. So not every engine can take E85. Uh, it has to be one of those, uh, like I've got the Ford, it's a flexifuel, they call it. So I can mm. take regular unleaded or this E85. Gotcha. So they fill those tanks, and they just don't get emptied as Right, because as there's often. not nearly as many cars that can take the E85. Gotcha. You can't put that in a regular car. No. Mess it up. Yeah. Don't want to do that. Then. Well, that's good. Well, And we, we thank them for apologizing. Yeah. 
Not that it makes it any better. No, but. exactly. Growing number of developers and software companies are lodging complaints. Imagine that against Amazon, Apple, Facebook, and Google, claiming the technology giants are using their size and power to crush competition or demand a share of smaller companies' profits, the formation of trade groups, and growing concerns about big tech's power among governments is making it easier for some small agencies to now finally come forward. So good luck to them, because we're all also against big tech. That's why I call them anti-social media, among other things. But I'm glad to see that folks are able to, in some smaller ways, fight with these morons, the Amazons and Apples and Facebooks and Googles of the world causing more and more problems for us. Parks Associates reports that 42% of broadband households lack smart appliances, and those in charge have to, or rather have no intent to purchase them. Lower prices or bundles would entice 17% of those respondents into buying some smart appliances. I don't get it. I mean, if once you get some smart appliances, you know, I've got a microwave that I ask Alexa to set the time and, and, and to do different things. Alexa, you know, microwave a pizza or Alexa defrost chicken. or And it does it. I, I don't have to mess with the buttons or anything. Um, once you get those kind of things, as well as a faucet that turns on and, and, you know, gives me the exact amount of water I might ask for, stuff like that, you want to get more. Because it makes your life easier. Of course, some people like you refuse to talk to my garbage can. Yeah, well, why? Because you can say open can and don't have to wave your hand over it. Right. Because, see, you wave your hand over it and you're dropping stuff, schmutz, all over the top of my can. If you say open can, then you put the stuff in. You're not having to wave your dirty hand. I get enough talking to a garbage can when I talk to my Amazon Echo device. Yeah, well, that's probably true. John in Bridgewater, New Jersey, listens to our free podcasts and always calling in and helping and participating, in this case, helping another listener. We love that. Hey, John. This is the response for Steve from Lakeville, Illinois, who you recommended Cove Security as an option. We just switched from AT&T Digital Life to Cove, a long overdue change just last week. We did a lot of research and ended up going with Cove. It was pretty affordable, and if you're a vet, there was a great deal for smaller installs like what Steve may be looking at. So the box arrived, and I opened it up to start the install. Now, it really is as easy as their video with the little girl shows. You can preset the name of the sensors when you place the order, which we did. When I opened the box, the sensors were not labeled, but as I activated each one, the base station did say what it was for. When it comes to the sensors themselves, they are about twice the size of the sensors I had with AT&T Digital Life, but they use Wi-Fi rather than Z-Wave, as I understand it, for their connection. They have the sticky pads already attached to each part, and the instructions show best how to place each sensor on their location. The door and window sensors are identical. We also got a motion sensor, which is not supposed to go off when our cat's walking around. We haven't tested that yet. We also chose to get the CO and smoke detectors, and those are also very easy to install. Another sensor we got, which may not be of interest to someone renting an apartment, was a water sensor, which we placed by our water heater. We neglected to get the glass break sensor for our back patio door. However, Cove has a neat feature with the plus monitoring. Every month you get a $5 credit, which rolls over. It's for use in buying additional or replacement hardware. We also have two remotes, which we have in our cars to enable or disable the system while in the driveway. 
In regards to the monitoring, which was our main reason for switching, they have two levels. The basic is very affordable at $14.95 a month. We chose the plus for $24.95, which was still over a $20 a month savings for us because of its ability to remotely monitor our system via the phone app and the $5 a month equipment credit. What does it not do? It doesn't have a door lock, which we had with AT&T. This is probably not a big issue for someone who rents an apartment. What is a big deal for an apartment renter is that the system is yours. If you move, you can bring it and use it in a new place. You can't do that with at and system. The other, for me, big thing that doesn't work is the Amazon Alexa integration. They mention this on their website, but when you actually try to do it, their Alexa skill is completely un- non-functioning. Hopefully, they'll fix this soon. Our experience so far, including the few negatives I mentioned, has been superb. I'm really happy with the system. I hardly recommend it, especially for someone who is renting. Hope this helps. Thanks, guys. Talk to you later. Well, thank you, John Cove, right? C-O-V-E is what he's talking about. John's always great at helping other listeners, and we very much appreciate that. And, you know, that's when we talk about getting calls with your participation. That's something I've never even thought of. Give us a product review. And this was a great review of something that we talked about but we hadn't personally tested. But John did, so we, yeah. we loved hearing his review of it. That's awesome. And, in fact, if you get a new tech product and you don't like it, tell us that, too. And, you know, we'll stress that it's, you know, your opinion and maybe others have had better luck or vice versa, what have you. But do let us know, 800-899-INTO, and let's meet in the meantime at intotomorrow.com. take a lot of medicine or take care of someone that does hero is the new smart device that makes life easier by pre-sorting a 90-day supply of up to 10 different pills just pour them in and hero does the rest so easy to use and saves me so much time i never miss a dose i'm never late for a dose anymore and that is so critical to me what i like best about my hero is that it's so easy to set up and it's so easy to use and i don't have to worry about my pills or get distracted and forget did i take that pill or not because it reminds me it alerts and dispenses with the push of a button plus hero sends a friendly alert to you and a caregiver hero is amazing but you could even live out of state with the person and still program their hero from the convenience of your phone i feel better than i have ever felt simply because i have this device try hero risk-free for 30 days if you don't love it you don't keep it. Call 800-613-2715. That's 800-613-2715. 800-613-2715. Call now. Welcome back with another Into Tomorrow, hopefully fun tech fact for you. Thanks to 3D printing technology, NASA can basically email tools to astronauts, which I think is pretty darn cool. Because obviously at the International Space Station, they've got a 3D printer, which works in zero gravity, I guess. I guess so. Otherwise, it's a problem. Um, But that's kind of neat. So, oh, you need a special tool for that spacewalk or something on board that you've got to deal with. 
We'll just send it to your 3D printer. I bet you the uh, the, the astronauts on Apollo 13 wished they had a 3D printer. Oh, gee. <laughs> Among other things. Yeah. That's pretty wild. Anyway, I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by Blueberry Podcasting. Starting your own podcast is easy. Just go to Blueberry.com and get your free trial. That's Blueberry without the E's. B-L-U-B-R-R-Y.com. If you would like any of the particular prizes we're about to mention, no promises, no guarantees, but do tell us when you call in, and we'll do our best to get that item to you. Chris is going to list all of them because my throat hurts. Okay. Well, we've got from Benji Lock a fingerprint and bike lock so you can secure your bike with just a finger. Uh Uh, Rocat has sent an ELO 7.1 Air wireless surround sound gaming headset. Tivic Health, we've got a clear-up microcurrent device to relieve congestion from colds, flu, and allergies. Ah. We've got a Razer Kyo webcam with built-in adjustable ring light. Cool. And LFO has provided several of their infrared ear and forehead thermometers. Wow. There you go. Now, how does one participate? Because when we say call in, it doesn't necessarily mean the phone. Right. You could use the, the app, which is in a way using your phone, or a tablet, yeah. um, into tomorrow.com. You can uh, hit the Ask Dave button there and participate that way. Or 800-899-4686. That's 800-899-INTO. This is the sound of managing your type 1 diabetes using finger sticks. Ow! This is the sound of managing your diabetes with the Dexcom G6 Continuous Glucose Monitor. Learn more at Dexcom.com. Finger sticks required for diabetes treatment decisions if symptoms or expectations do not match readings. Welcome back into tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline. Here's a fun tech fact for you. When FIFA 2001 was released for PlayStation in 2000, this was cool. They used scratch and sniff technology on their discs, so it smelled like football stadium turf. That's actually kind of cool. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how long it would have lasted, though. Probably, not. Probably the first couple of gameplays you can scratch and sniff, but that's different. Yeah, and and that was for FIFA 2001. If you still have one of those discs and you never scratched and sniffed it, try it. See if it smells like football stadium turf. Interesting. Very. Some tech news and commentary to share with you because there's been a lot happening the last week or so. Yeah. Ford announced the name of its upcoming electric pickup truck, the F-150 Lightning. This is uh, the new electric vehicle is set to debut uh, May 19th at an event held at the automaker's Dearborn, Michigan headquarters. It will also be live streamed. Now, the Ford F-150 has been the best-selling truck and overall vehicle, really, in the U.S. for more than 40 years. So its electrification was a big deal. Lightning won't actually go on sale until 2022. Ford recently broke ground on a new $700 million manufacturing plant in Michigan where the F-150 Lightning's production line will be built. 
Now, Ford has let a few details about the F-150 Lightning slip, including dual motor configurations, mobile power generation, hands-free driver assist options, and over-the-air software updates. Mm. Now, um, I personally love the F-150, but I've always been somewhat of a gearhead, so I'm still not really sold on this whole electric vehicle thing. Along those lines, Harley-Davidson's been working on an electric motorcycle for quite a while. The company's first model was called Livewire, almost like lightning, I guess. And now Harley-Davidson has decided to shift gears, <laughs> see what I did there, uh-huh. and make Livewire the standalone brand for its electric offerings. Now, I wonder if the bike will play a recording of the Harley roaring sound, because electric vehicles are virtually silent. Yeah, well, that's why many you know countries and municipalities have put laws into place where they make these, or when they make these electric vehicles, that they have to make noise so that yeah. people know that they're there. And a Harley, just because it's electric, you don't want it to not sound like a Harley. I mean, maybe it wouldn't be nearly as loud, obviously, but but it's not a motorcycle. If, unless it, well, it's, it's an electric, an electric mo- motorcycle. Yeah, it's an e-bike. Yeah, true. <laughs> and speaking of electric vehicles, experts say EVs will achieve production cost parity with fossil fuel-based models by 2026 and will be cheaper to produce by the following year as battery costs continue to fall. Within six years, EVs without government subsidies, they say, will be cheaper to buy than fossil fuel-based cars. So if you're looking to buy a new car, you can wait for about six years, probably a little longer now, and they'll be cheaper than an electric vehicle. Well, and it, and it or, seems like, I mean, sorry, cheaper than a fossil-based car. Yeah. Well, and it seems like most of the major car manufacturers have vowed to eventually go to all electric. Yeah. I think Volvo was the first one to say that you know, their entire line was going to be electric by a certain date. Mm-hmm. It might be soon. I, don't know, and I, I think uh, GM was the recent one, the latest one to announce by like 2030-something that they plan to be all electric. True, but by 2026, apparently cheaper to, uh, to get a vehicle like that. Interesting. I don't, you know, it's a shame that they're so expensive now. And it's not so much that they're so expensive now, but how do you charge them? Hmm. Mm-hmm. With electricity coming from where? The wind farm that everybody has on their corners. Right. <laughs> Could it be from fossil fuel based generators and things? Mm-hmm. Your electric grid? Mm hmm. So, yeah, it kind of makes you wonder. Although you got to figure an engine is very expensive, you know, a, f- a fuel-based engine. So you think if you just have to have a battery-run engine, it's got to be cheaper. Granted, the batteries are expensive. So they're looking at those coming way down, and therefore that parity will be finally there. Facebook is continuing its campaign against Apple's iOS 14 privacy updates, adding a notice within its iOS app telling users the information it collects from other apps and websites can, quote, help keep Facebook free of charge. Oh, please. A similar message was seen on Instagram's iOS app. Of course, Facebook owns Instagram. Mm -hmm. Uh, The notice reads, this version of iOS requires us to ask for permission to track some data from this device to improve your ads. Learn how we limit the use of this information if you don't turn on this device setting. Now, I think that's interesting how they still aren't asking for permission. They're saying that this version requires us to ask permission. Yeah. But nowhere in there do they say, hey, do we have your permission? (laughs) Um, It goes on to say that it uses the information received from other apps and websites to show you ads that are more personalized, help keep Facebook free of charge, and support businesses that rely on ads to reach their customers. In other words, please, please let us spy on you. Yeah. (laughs) 
I mean, Facebook and Twitter are, are both vying for the worst thing to happen to this country, or the world for that matter, but especially our country, with their anti-social media and all their nonsense. I don't see it getting better. Facebook began testing a prompt that will appear when someone is about to share a news article link that they themselves have not opened. Starting this week, Facebook said they're going to be testing a way to promote more informed sharing of news articles. If you go to share a news article link that you that you haven't opened yourself, they're going to show a prompt encouraging you to open it and read it before sharing it with others. My reaction, oh, please. You know, you can read a headline in some cases and get the gist of it. So if I wanted to just share something with you, it's, oh, you might be interested in this. You want to probably read the whole story. Not me, but I think you'd be interested. I want to just share it. Nope. They're going to say, wait, are you sure? Maybe you should open it first and read the article and then share it. Maybe you should just shut the heck up and get out of my business. Exactly. Facebook. Well, well, what was interesting was I read that they first announced this on Twitter, which I always find it interesting when, when one social media site uses another social media site to get the word out because it's like, well, this is us basically confirming that our social media site isn't good enough, yeah. so we're going to use Twitter to get the word out. Right. And then the the jack idiot from Twitter will use Facebook. Yeah. So. Yeah, and of course, you know, the pop-up is similar to Twitter's, which it started testing in June of last year. Um, and I've seen a lot of Twitter users saying that it can be very annoying to them if they've read the article somewhere else and they just happen to share it yes. and it pops up on their Twitter feed. Of course, because you may have actually already read that other article. So what the heck? You know, just again, get out of my business. I want to share it with somebody. Let me just share it. But they're just testing that prompt. So maybe the the reaction for most people is going to be enough, and maybe they won't roll it out completely. But it wouldn't surprise me because they don't care what anybody thinks. Yeah, it's like some you know news I came across, and I forget now which social media site it was. It may have been TikTok, Instagram, something. That one of them is is testing a feature now that will alert you if you're sending a, a comment or something that contains mean words. You may want to. Oh. Oh, I think I, I think it was Twitter. Um, that yeah, you can either, right. you know, post this as is, you can edit it or delete it because, you know, they're going to say that, you know, you're being a little too mean. Mm-hmm. And, of course, they determine exclusively what's mean and not mean. Yeah. I mean, I have done things like, what a moron. And I get that on Twitter or Instagram. You know, are you sure? You know, before we post this, you might want to go back. No, I don't want to go back. It, the, it, the guy's a moron. That's what I want to say. Yeah. I'm just glad that they haven't put this into the text messaging because, you know, they probably would block most of the text messages I, I send to some of my best friends <laughs> because it's just playing around. It's joking. That's the way we are. But <laughs> I was suspended from Twitter. I remember while I was in the hospital for a month with the Rona, I was suspended from Twitter for calling Cardi B a bimbo. I guess that was mean. Did I take it back? Absolutely not. I I wore my suspension as a badge of honor. As you should. Yeah, because she's a bimbo. <laughs> what can I say? If you use WhatsApp, their owner, Facebook, is giving you an ultimatum. Starting this weekend, users will eventually lose access to some WhatsApp features until you accept their new privacy terms. For instance, these users will first lose the ability to access the chat list. That's the whole point of WhatsApp is the chat list. Then audio and video calls will stop working, and the user will no longer receive any notifications of new messages on WhatsApp. 
basically, despite WhatsApp saying that you won't lose your account if you don't agree with how the company is going to share your data, it's making the app nearly unusable for these people. And it's, of course, forcing them to accept their new privacy policy. Or here's a thought. Stop using WhatsApp. And I've never, I've never really, you know, seen you know, the whole thing about these whole terms of use. I mean, any any contract that you enter into, you know, both parties agree to when you enter into it. So, you know, you might join Facebook under these this per current, you know, term of use and say, you know, I agree with these terms. Let me start using it. There's nothing that stops them from two months later completely changing those terms. Oh, they do. You know, of and, course. You know, it's like, well, that's not what I agreed to. I'd like to keep using it under the original terms I was, but no. And, Good luck with that. Yeah. Why don't you get a class action lawsuit going about that? Yeah, because I have that kind of time. Sure. What do you think, our audience? I want to know your opinions on these kinds of things, too, because that qualifies you not only to win prizes, but it helps us get you on the air and share your thoughts. 800-899-INTO, or just visit us at intotomorrow.com. Click the Ask Dave Mike button. When you're a new podcaster, you may need a little help setting everything up. Like us at Into Tomorrow, you want a company that's there when you need them, who actually picks up the phone when you call. That's Blueberry Podcasting. Call 1-877-729-8642 or visit Blueberry.com. That's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y dot com. This is Cameron Graveline. I bet that you have a question about anything involving consumer tech. Or maybe you want to help another one of our listeners with your experience with a similar problem. Or maybe you'd like to congratulate us for being on the air and tell us what you liked or didn't like most about technology. Call me anytime at 800-899-INTO. Well, thank you. See, call him. You're you're also calling us when you participate. And it's not just the 800 number that he said, 800-899-INTO. What's a couple other very easy, fun ways that people are taking advantage of? The app. It's well, free. Okay. And it won't cost you anything. No charge, no. too. And there's a little button there, Message Studio. You can record a message, and it'll email it right to us. Yeah. You can also stop by intotomorrow.com on any device with an internet browser. And there's a little Ask Dave button there that will also do the same thing. It will allow you to record an audio question or comment or tech rage, anything you want to tell or Help another listener. It's right there, again, on any browser, as Chris just said. And you'll see the Ask Dave button right-hand side or lower right, depending on what device you're using. And participate that way. We want to hear you. We're trying to make it as easy as possible. And you can do any of the above or aforementioned, I guess I should say, anytime. 24-7. 24-7. It's really very easy. Let us hear from you and win prizes. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by HughesNet, high-speed satellite internet available wherever you live or work. Text RADIO to 35000 for more info. Again, text the word RADIO to 35000. Jump aboard the time machine. You've got mail. Time to head into yesterday with This Week in Tech History. Hopefully my vocal cord nodule is soon to be history, history, history. Okay. This week in 1857, William Channing and Moses Farmer received a patent for a fire alarm telegraph. 
In this time before telephones, the purpose of the system was to be able to alert firefighters quickly in the event of a fire. Boxes were installed throughout Boston, which was the first city to adopt the system. All systems are functioning within normal parameters. In the event of a fire, the box was opened and a crank was turned, sending a signal to a central station which would alert the authorities. Affirmative. In 1877, Edwin Holmes of Boston, Massachusetts, set up the first network of burglar alarms that were monitored by a central station in New York City. He then sent his son to copy that system in Boston. His son soon realized that they could use existing phone cables to carry the signals instead of laying their own. This allowed the network to quickly grow to more than 700 burglar alarms. Skippy! I'm so happy! That was a system that gave rise to the $28 billion industry we know today. In 1888 this week, Nikola Tesla delivered a lecture describing the equipment which will allow efficient generation and use of alternating currents to transmit electric power over long distances. Back in the 1880s, the war of the currents raged on, with Tesla teaming up with George Westinghouse with their AC current, taking on his former employer, Thomas Edison, who was touting his DC or direct current standard. During this time, Edison even went so far as to film the electrocution of Topsy the Elephant to show the dangers of his rival's alternating current. That's weird. Boy, they could never get away with that these days. Yeah. Jeez. And this week in 1969, Apollo 10 was launched. Apollo 10 was essentially a dress rehearsal for the first moon landing, which would take place a couple of months later. The mission tested all the components and procedures just short of actually landing on the moon. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. During its return from the moon, Apollo 10 set a new record for the highest speed attained by a crewed vehicle at 24,791 miles per hour. It was a bug, Dave. That's our look back at This Week in Tech History, brought to you by IFA in Berlin. Tech is back at the most significant trade show for consumer tech and home appliances. Check out ifa-berlin.com. Tom in Dublin, Ohio, listens to the free Into Tomorrow podcast with all three hours. Hey, Tom. I have an Apple iPad Pro that is approximately four to five years old, and the battery doesn't seem to last very long anymore. My question is whether you know if the newer iPads have better batteries that might last longer, because that would help me decide if I should replace this one. That's a good question, Tom. Batteries are chemical devices, and they do wear out. So we don't expect that anyone will guarantee a lifespan of more than about five years. You're likely to still face issues with a five-year battery on any new handheld device. There are some potential good news situations here in that batteries wear out after a certain number of charge cycles. The rough number varies between devices, of course, but the constant is that fewer ones are better. Since new iPads tend to have larger batteries than older ones and generally better power management, there may be slightly fewer charge cycles overall. And as a result, they may last a little longer. Now, you can also look at replacing the battery. Apple will do it, but you can also look at most phone repair shops if you want to pay less. OEM replacements do at least come with a warranty, but most third-party replacements work just fine and cost a lot less money. So if you're looking into replacing your iPad because it's starting to struggle to keep charged, uh, you do have options that will definitely cost you less than a brand-new tablet. Yeah. If otherwise your iPad does everything you need it to do and you're fine with it, Absolutely. Look into just replacing the battery and save a ton of money. But if you think you need to get a new one and it's time, and you certainly deserve it, I'm sure, Tom, then go for it. Let's meet at intotomorrow.com for more.
During these difficult times, we understand how important it is to stay healthy and safe. With so many of us confined to our homes and not being able to work, we feel the financial burden more than ever. Many folks lost their jobs and businesses. Others were furloughed and some are working from home at reduced pay. Keeping up with your bills is not easy under these circumstances. If you have credit card debt and cannot keep up with your monthly payments, we at Debt Fix Pros are here to help. Give us a call to see how we can reduce your interest rates and lower your monthly payments. Protect your credit and let us help you find a solution that fits your needs. We, your friends at Debt Fix Pros, are here to help. Let us take care of your credit card debt so you can focus on what is really important. Call for a free phone consultation at 1-800-539-9460. That's 1-800-539-9460. 1-800-539-9460. United we stand. 1-800-539-9460. A fun Into Tomorrow tech fact for you to share. YouTube was originally created to be a video dating website. Probably should have stayed that way, too. Yeah. (laughs) I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by StreamGuys.com, providing a 24-7 stream of Into Tomorrow at our website at intotomorrow.com. Steve in Lakeshore, Ontario, listens to the free podcast. And we love you for it, Steve, calling in using the Into Tomorrow app. Hi, Chris, Dave, and Cameron. Congratulations on the continuously successful show you have, and I wish you many more years to come. Dave. Please hang in there until Cameron takes over, as it sounds like that's not too far away. I wonder if you could comment on the best method to keep remote offices' documents in sync. Personally, I am thinking about Dropbox, OneDrive, or our QNAP cloud-capable drive. Looking forward to hearing your thoughts on this, and if I am so lucky as to get a prize, heck, I'd be happy with anything you guys would like to share. Have a great one. Well, thank you, Steve. Very kind of you, and and thanks especially for the kind words. The best method will depend on what office software you use, but it usually boils down to use the cloud that's most compatible with the software you use. Microsoft, Google, and Apple all offer built-in cloud storage for their office applications. If you want to avoid them or double up, You can look into options like Box and Dropbox. Yeah, these days you'll find that for the most part, collaboration and syncing are built into the product already, and you just need to save and pretty much forget about it. Keeping a local copy is probably a good idea, but there's no need to open up your network to the world to be able to access a network drive when you can just access someone else's cloud and let them worry about the vulnerabilities and security. Yeah, and since Steve mentioned uh, hang in there until Cam can take over, he's right. I hope he takes over soon. Like when I'm in getting this vocal cord surgery, let him sit in the big chair. You refuse, but he wants to sit in the big chair. Yeah, but again, we just got to get around those uh, pesky child labor laws. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a family fun thing. It's a hobby. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, good luck uh, convincing uh, Cameron's mother of that. Well, that's your ex. That's your problem. <laughs> You have to work on that. Do visit us and do participate. Sign up for our free podcast as well. It's all there for you at intotomorrow.com. 